Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Seven fifteen, little funky music to be bringing right place, in. wrong time. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my luck. That's Gene Valentino's luck. Good morning, buddy. Hey, pleasant. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Gene. Uh, so you know, I, I want to touch base on the, with you on this first before we get it. We're going to talk about the Navajo Code Talkers. I kind of teased this earlier, but what in the world happened down at Surfside in Florida? with this condo collapse, I, I'm just in shock. The nation's in shock. Yeah, it's a sad, it's a sad commentary of um, things that, um, that come up from time to time uh, throughout the nation. Uh, <clears throat> we, we, you know, we have issues of earthquakes and uh, sinkhole collapses uh, in, the, in Florida in particular, just because of the underground aquifer being so prominent throughout the state. But uh, at this moment, there's four dead about 159 unaccounted for, and uh, the good news is 120 are accounted for, but four dead, and I regret to say that probably more will be uh, found dead in that um, unaccounted for category of 159. You know, Gene, neither of us are contractors, although we have built things in our lives. This had to be some failure of concrete and steel i mean things just don't fall down like that now the building was 40 years old have you heard anything about possibilities of how this happened no michael i have not and i'm not anxious to rush to judgment but it's one of the reasons why this is another small another small reason it's another reason why uh florida is uh tough on its building codes we um we are not like uh, the Eastern Bloc countries where, or Far East where they, they build rent haphazardly. We hold a high construction code requirement. Getting a general contractor's license in Florida is very hard. But once you've got it, boy, you're held to a, a, a very high standard in the construction here for just this kind of reason. Yeah. And, of course, we are a first-world country. We- country and we would like to remain that way because this is the kind of thing you see happen you know in south america you know guatemala places like that and like you said the eastern Bloc countries we we don't want this to happen again and i hope that and i'm sure that florida officials will do whatever it takes to figure out what happened well it's amazing it's a, it's an active site down and you're talking of course about surfside florida and it is very active, uh, has been very active right through the night at the time of this broadcast. Um, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's activity above in the, in the rubble and, uh, tunnels being dug underneath to try to shore up, uh, uh buoys or, 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 uh, lifts so that they can lift this heavy concrete off the mass, hoping to reveal or uncover other people. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, uh, we just have to keep praying for these folks. Uh, there could be a miracle come out of there today. We'll just uh, we'll watch and see what happens. Okay, so moving on. You know, you sent me this yesterday, Gene, and when I watched this, I almost had tears come to my eyes. It, it, it just choked me up to think about how these guys helped to save 
our country during World War II. And what are we talking about? The Navajo Code Talkers. Now, if you want to say something about it before I play it, I, you can, or I can just play it and we can comment on it. Which would you like to do? Yeah, why don't you play it, and then I'd, I'd like to respond. I hope the folks listen to it. It runs almost three minutes, but this this recording came right from a friend of mine, Rod Cross, uh, a military veteran himself in the Pensacola area. What an honorable guy. It's one of the things you get these days on your on your email or your text and you, all these links we look at during the day while we're trying to live a life. And this one caught my attention and brought a tear to my eye. I'm glad I was able to share it with you, and thank you for putting it on. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, so we're going to do this now. Just uh, keep in mind, this was a video that I converted to just audio for the enjoyment of our audience. This is a Navajo code talker explaining what happened at Iwo Jima. Here we go. Over 200 Navajo code talkers participated on the landing of Iwo Jima. 5th Marine Division were on the north side of the island. A company of Marines were pinned down real badly. They were being fired upon from three different directions. Mortar shells were being dropped down. They were hunkering desperately in their foxhole. Company commander wrote down a message asking for help. Handed to a Navajo code talker. This is what the Navajo code talker said. This is the actual message that was sent on Iwo. What does that mean? This is what he said in Navajo. Sheep, eyes, nose, deer, destroyer, tea, mouse, turkey, onion, sick horse, Three, six, two, bear. As each Navajo word came through the air, the code talker down at the beach command post, he writes it down in English. What did he write down? Send demolition team to hill 362B. There were three hills on the north side, 362A, 362B, and 362C. Beneath 362B was the problem. This message took 20 seconds. After 20 seconds, Beach Command Post organized a rescue team to save that company of Marines. If that message was sent in English code, it would have taken 30 minutes. 20 seconds in Navajo, 30 minutes in English code. Those guys pinned down on North Side didn't have 30 minutes. Without Navajo, Marines would never have taken the island of Iwo Jima. That's how critical Navajo code was for the war in the Pacific. And we should never forget what war is. War is something that nobody wants. It's bad, it's ugly. But so long as we are together, no matter what nationality you are, if you are American and love this country, we all have to stick together to keep this nation strong. Our freedom and liberty means so much, meant so much 
for those who never made it home. So it's up to us now to keep this nation strong and prosperous. That is powerful, Gene. That just, uh, that's the sixth time I've heard it, and it still chokes me up. I, uh, this came from an, an 80, 90-year-old gentleman, a patriot, a Navajo Indian, who worried more about our nation as a patriot than he did about his specific race. He was a Navajo Indian. Uh, so when people say the Black Lives Matter, of course they do, but all lives matter, don't they? they and do. in this case, Indian lives matter. And the persecution of the Indians, including that story uh, about the Trail of Tears, is a, is a story of savagery that does not speak well of America in America's history. America's history is laced with many uh, hardships and cruelties, but from it came purity of a concept that all men and women are created equal, and that they were endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And this Navajo Indian stood above the fray, no matter what the racial strife was back then. By the way, there was racism before the Black Lives Matter issue. And if we want to talk about true Americans and American patriots, I submit the Indians were here before the uh, African Americans or any other race, including my parents. But we have, as a nation, tried to focus on the frailties and insecurities coming out of a specific niche of people that, that unfortunately are trying to steer a message today that is not what America is all about. And it's you, you hear this from a Navajo Indian saving uh, Americans on Iwo Jima. you got to sit back and say, maybe this democratic process really does work. Uh, and uh, maybe it's worth saving. And sure enough, in the news lately, we see a barrage of people coming out of all walks of life to school board meetings, city council meetings, county commission meetings, and even in the United States Congress, objecting to this um, uh, characterization of critical race theories and um, uh, injustices they claim uh, through the educational system. This is not, this is America speaking up now, and it's beautiful. And it reminds me of why I'm going to have a good time on the 4th of July next week and really celebrate the beauty of this American concept we call democracy. Well, well said, my friend. Uh, you know, this is not a perfect country, no question about it. We've had our, our ups and our downs, and we've done some things that we're not proud of. There's no question in, in the history of this country. Uh, but I think we are constantly working to make it better. And Exactly. And one of the things you do, Michael, to do that is I learned something from a, a group of folks I hang around with. I learned that if I point my finger at you and blame you for everything and you're the problem, I have forgotten the fact that at least three fingers are pointing back at me. Before I take a shot at you and criticize you, I'm going to clear my closet out and make sure everything in my um, uh, circle 
is uh, correct and proper, and that I have not uh, caused any, uh, done any improprieties or, or injustices to others. That's what that's what America's all about. It gives us a chance to self-reflect. Here's where it goes astray, is when the world thinks we're a bunch of crackpots and off our mark because a select few seem to speak for the majority, and that's where we get woke and um, wimpish, and that's where we take offense. And frankly, Michael, it's what you and I have been talking about on these uh, little vignettes we do once a week for the last several weeks. You're exactly right. And so, you know, our country is a great country. And if you don't believe it, all you have to do is go down to the border and watch those people that come from all over trying to get here because they know that if they can get here, that they will have a better life. And of course, we can't take the world. We can't allow all of the people of the world to come here. We have to have a border. We have to have security. We don't know who these people are, where they come from. Are they criminals? You know, many of these things we do not know, and yet they still are allowing this to happen. Of course, Kamala Harris is supposed to go to the border today. I feel like it's a direct uh, result of the fact that Donald Trump said he was going to go down there next week, so he sort of forced her hand. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you you have just caught, you have just hit the nail on the head. You want to get the Biden administration into action? Put Trump out there to lead on the response. <laughs> exactly. Well, Gene, we're out of time. It's hard to believe that's the music we got to do the weather. But thanks for joining us again today, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. All right. Good morning from the Southern Pine Electric Weather Center. Your local forecast. It's uh, seventy-one out at the Hattiesburg Laurel Regional Airport.